now it's coming again for Aaron Smith. Running hard as it will Jordan once more. Pops it out to Taylor. There is Frizzell. Frizzell! Oh my goodness! Here goes Wade, he gets through a hole! Out of dummy half! He's got men on the inside! There he goes, Metcalf! And Luke Metcalf! Tucky yes! You genius! That will do it full time. A brave USA performance, but in the end, 34 unanswered points from the women in black. Off the back comes Sabia. Away it goes. From Inside the 40, Sean Johnson, it's a great kick, and it's a 40-20, Sean Johnson! Djokovic is deposed as a new king of centre court. Carlos Alcaraz of Spain. He's beaten the best of all time. He's beaten a man who is virtually invincible on this court. Come on, Kimpy, get up! It's time to rip into a big weekend of sport. Man, there was this couple of little snippets of what went on over the weekend. Look, to be honest, where do we start? Plenty going on. Joker, the Djokovic, has been knocked off his oh, throne there at Wimbledon by Alcaraz. And Ons Jabur, second straight Wimbledon final on the women's side, losing to unseated Vondrusova, Marketa Vondrusova. Oh, plenty happening over in the north, but plenty going on here down in the south. And I know parents will be breathing a sigh of relief as the holidays are over. So that means Rick Dog is back in the house after a couple of weekends off. A big good morning to you boys. How you doing, Rick Dog? You're breathing a sigh of relief, my friend. Oh, mate, how good. How good to have the kids back at school. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, uh, no we, had a, we had a good time, mate, to be honest. Uh, we we sort of we did a bit of stuff. We, uh, we, we went and did some more archery. Did, uh, went for, went for a, a few walks, did a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Went to record a few movies. And then um, she went and st- uh, my daughter went and stayed with my folks up in uh, Walkworth for, for about half of last week. So I had half of last week. New motorways open, mate. What did oh. it take you? 20 oh. minutes? I think from Tiara to to yeah, get to my folks' place in Walkworth was thirty five minutes. Wow, it's different, eh? They... Which is normally an hour, you know, roughly. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's take that new motorway from Pooh is taking heaps off. Babysitters, mate. Every every day of the week in thirty five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> and I tell you that something else actually. It's it's a bit of a spectacular drive. You've you've done it obviously. The, that new um, stretch it's, motor it's high, very good. motorway from Puhoy through to Walkworth. Man, it's spectacular. It feels like you're driving through the Scottish Highlands or something. You see all those houses that are in, in there, which you've never seen before. You know, like that's the, the the sad part about it. All these people have bought these houses inland from Puhoy. They're thinking, well, I've got beautiful views for the rest of my life out over the countryside. And all of a sudden, this three-lane motorway <laughs> boat pops up out of nowhere. That's the, that's the unfortunate part of it. But for everyone that's driving north now, especially because uh, they, what they call it, the holiday highway for for uh, Omaha, isn't it? Yeah, thirty-five minutes, mate. Middle of CBD to walk with now has just changed the game for all those people that oh. live on the east coast. There. You know, that's a, a, a step in the right direction when you know the traffic's been halted and you can get to some destination in 30 minutes, mate. Lads, it's down here, 15 max, anywhere. 
move to Auto Tahi Christchurch. <laughs> Come on. Oh, good weekend, mate. Oh, great weekend. I had a good weekend. I just uh, loaded up the caravan. Call me Mr. Camper. Honestly, call me Mr. Camper. I'm all over this caravan business. Loading up the truck, getting all the food in there, lots of wine, and heading over to Tekapo. And what a weekend it was. Man, what a spot. It was warm as anything. I thought you're going into Mackenzie country, minus one, minus two. We had 16 degree days. 16 degree days for our last weekend of the holidays. We had an outstanding weekend, lads. I'm so full of energy, ready to rip in. So where do we start, Ricardo? Where do we start after that weekend? Should we talk some Warriors? Because what a performance that was yesterday. How good, Rick? Mate, so good. And it was... Like, you know, I was talking to Kempi about this. I know we've got the Raiders this weekend, but for me, looking at the, the Warriors run, this was the the last mm. big hurdle. Like, you know, I mean, I don't think the Raiders are a, are a title shot. Like, yes, they're a top eight team, but they're not a title shot. The Sharks are definitely a title team, potentially. And uh, mm. and that to, to put them away like that was so impressive, so impressive. It, it, was, was, it, was, uh, it was a clinic by Sean Johnson. Yeah, you know, you got to think about, too, that he's had, is he, uh, a pretty... Mm. pretty Oh, so what? Well, up and down a couple of weeks because Kayla, you know, they're talking about him uh, not making the trip to Parramatta. Then all week, whether or not he was coming in or or going to stay, and and uh, Andrew Webb's are saying if they you know start the game and Kayla goes in the labour, we'll pull him off the pitch. But you know, thank God she she had uh, the young girl on Thursday. Sean, you know, got a couple of couple of days to rest up and make that first half of footy. I don't think I've seen him play any better. You know, and mm. to be honest, we we're talking about it, me and Sammy, on the commentary yesterday. It's probably one of the most complete performances from the Warriors as far as not only getting the 48 points, but just the statistics. You know, they mm. weren't making any errors uh, up against a, a, a top four team and put them to the sword, mate. Like, like a very, very good outfit, Cronulla, and just put them to the sword. So um, everything's nice and rosy down there at uh, Mount Smart Go Media <laughs> yeah, Stadium. It is, isn't it? Oh, mate, what a weekend. Ma- Martiriki, the All Blacks play Saturday night. There's one guy with a sign up there saying the All Blacks played the curtain raiser for the main game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so good. And hats off to the ground staff, man. They did an outstanding job to have it turn around in such a short time and get that stadium, that field, uh, looking pristine as it was. Mate, the accuracy, you touched on it, Kempi. I-, I thought it was outstanding. Particularly after Nico Hines scores in the first, what, 10 minutes, you think, oh, no, they're at home. We haven't seen a performance like that at home for a while now where they've been able to travel in conditions that have suited but back home and it was a beautiful afternoon on, on Sunday evening there in Tamaki Makoto but the accuracy was very very good in control Sean Johnson was, was outstanding that 40-20 kick and then they um, you know batting down the hatches and, and really amplified at home brought it home that, that dominance there when Aidan Fanor Blake Goes over and John's already sent a message through. What a weekend, lads! Shannon Frizzell really set the tone in the All Blacks game. We'll get to that shortly. Dylan Walker changed the game for the Wales when he came on and he even got paid for Adam Fanua Blake crossing over. How good! Well, I put a multi on. I put the Warriors plus eight. I put Luke Metcalf to score a try. Ooh. And I put Wade Egan to score a try. And when they scored about 38 tries, I thought, I've got to be a chance here. And I was thinking out of Wade Egan or Adam Fanua Blake. And Fanua Blake scores, and I got riven again. Oh, oh mate. Frustrating I, as hell. 
I was talking to Kempi about that. Might uh, we, you know, we've got our, our the the punters club that we don't like to talk about because we never win anything. Um, Clado, I'm giving up on that thing. Clado put in a five leg multi of all horses, and I went, oh, that's a bit rich. Like, you know, five legs, multiing up five winners on horses. So I just took all his, because his tips are pretty good on the good horse. I took them all and put just a 10 each way on each one separately, thinking if one falls over, then I'm good. Only one came in, mate, so I turned 50 bucks into 35. (laughs) 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 Oh, so you took a loss. Man, It's that that, don't bring bring up that punters club. It's it's hard to pick. But when you think of that performance, Kempe, Rocco Berry, that might have to be his most clinical game in the centres. Him and Pompey are starting to form a, a, a... I'm still a little bit questionable on Pompey, and he hasn't been re-signed last year. I thought he, you know, was up against, um, you know, a quality centre from the Sharks. But Rocco Berry, he's showing some signs to be an outstanding centre going forward, isn't he? That was probably his best game of the year, to be honest. And uh, mm. we are talking about it pre-game, and the pre-game uh, at the Warriors just about how important it was to stiffen up that defence out there on that right edge. And I thought defensively his game was very solid. But the way he went around Talakai out there on that right edge to set up uh, Chancellor Kukloksteed with that inside pass, mate, he played some some pretty good football. But you can say that across the board that the Warriors showed up. John John's dead right about Dylan Walker. There, there, there was going to be a, a difference from the interchange bench because they had Wade Graham, we had Dylan Walker. We, we all know Wade Graham, great player, played plenty for New mm. South Wales, mm. can come on and change the game. Well, here was the difference. Wade Graham comes on and uh, he straight away, he, he gives a penalty away for a leg trip. You know what I mean? Dylan Walker comes on and lifts the, lifts the game to another level in and around completions and set completions and the Warriors and Sean Johnson behind it just go on a run. Three tries, you know, bang, bang, bang and basically put them to, to bed before half time. And I just think Dylan Walker, you know, we're talking about specialist roles. When you've got Tamari Martin coming back and of course uh, Marata Nuakore comes back this week and you're looking at Jazz Tavaga. The specialist role that Dylan Walker plays, I wouldn't muck around with it. You know, for mm. Sammy asked me, well, what do you do? You know, because you've got Lusick and you've got Surinan on the bench. Well, you know, you could basically make a, a bit of a boo-boo if you start mucking around with what Dills Walker does and and use him as cover for centres and 5'8 and so, so on. I'd actually give that role to Tamari Martin. You know what I mean? Mm. And put him on the bench because he can cover hooker if you need it. Um, and add that spark and leave Dylan Walker alone and just get him to play that middle role and that uh, that that role where he comes on and he, he does definitely make a difference. So my sides are good there. The run home, I, you know, they get this game against Canberra going into the bye, those four points, uh, and then the, they play everyone outside the eight. You know, they've got the Dolphins, Manly, West Tigers, um, Titans and tit- the Dragons. Titans and the Dragons. Yeah, you can see them going on a run of five, five, five wins, um, cementing that top four spot. Mate, thirty-one thousand seats. I think they're going to have to put up more seats. Oh, come on, the Warriors! How good is it? There was only one time in that game yesterday, and we don't want to touch her on it right now. When I, when Sean Johnson went down, I was like, okay, if Sean Johnson goes down, is this, how much is this going to impact the big, Warriors? Big and I was like, please don't go down. Please stay away from that contact area. But hey. Let's slip to the curtain raiser. Or was it the main game of the weekend? The All Blacks, Ricardo, how good? Oh, mate, how good. And what an impact Shannon Frizzell had. You know, one mm. of the, I think one of the criticisms of Frizzell's games has been consistency. But, man, if, if he can mm. perform to that level every time he pulls on the black jersey. Uh, you know, I, I saw somebody uh, post 
uh, on Twitter, and it was Shannon Frizzell's form last night, and it was just a picture of Jerome Kano. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, it was like, you know, the way he hit those rucks, the way he took the ball up, uh, he was just absolutely immense. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that first 20 minutes from the All Blacks, they just gave the box no chance at all. Dominated possession, smashed them every chance they got, went forward every chance they got, just attacked, attacked, attacked. And, um, you know, it was a game going into that one that I thought could could go either way. I, I, I looked at the mm. tri-bet option of uh, either team by seven and a uh, seven and a half or the draw is where I kind of went um, thinking that this is going to be an arm wrestle but nah it wasn't even close and uh, you know when the box did get a sniff they managed to close them down again and didn't let them back Oh, so good. Can we breathe a sigh of relief now Kempi? Oh look we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves and it's great to hear Fozzie saying look you've seen what's happened in sport a team can dominate the early part of the season and then get tripped up to the end a la in Super Rugby but when you're seeing a guy like Shannon Frizzell, and that has been the position that has been debated for a very long time, having a performance like that, can you breathe a little bit of sigh of relief? And I, from an All Blacks perspective? Yeah, look, 100%. I, I was lucky enough to go along on Saturday night with Joe Stanley and his crew. And, uh, mate, it's I'll tell you, they're a well-oiled machine, the All Blacks. The event they put on, you know, like coming to Mount Smart, walking in there, normally seen it set up as a rugby league venue, uh, it was smick. You know, one thing, there's a couple of things I learned. Mate, got the best MC in the in the, in the the any sport. Like the, the disco that was going on in between the, the stoppages <laughs> was first class. Like it had the crowd going, the, the entertainment side of it was really cool. The other thing was I didn't really get an um, appreciation for how intimidating the All Blacks look in black. You know what I mean? When when you look down on that football field and they're all in black, I was intimidated. Like I was intimidated, going, "Man, that is so cool. That is such a cool feeling to see your boys looking over at those South Africans, and it's intimidating." And then this, the 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 other part of it, how big are they, mate? Like I thought the South Africans were big, and they are massive. You know, like, but the All Blacks are big. And then with the way that Shannon Frizzell started that game, especially when he, when he scored his own try and went over the top of the fullback, um, there were a couple of plays there. First of all, he made that break. He was cleaning them out in defence. Um, I thought that was his defence was solid. But then when he just beasted his way over to score that try, well, we're talking about Jerome Kano. Now Shannon Frizzell's arrived. I think he's arrived. And that's probably the best part of the game for me. Put the number six conversation to bed. He's your number six. I've got to say, what a performance. My performance of the weekend has got to go to Willie LaRue for his impersonation of Mike Cat trying to stop Shannon Frizzell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, I feel for Willie. I've been in those situations. One man, Brian Abana, did that to me, and it wasn't nice. But yes, oh, he tried to make his best effort. But that first 25 minutes, that first 25 minutes was clinical. They never allowed the South African team to breathe, to get their line speed going. When it got disrupted was when the South Africans started imposing their size at the ruck area and started making it a bit of a scrappy performance. And then they started dominating every single part of, of the uh, performance out there in that last 20, 30 minutes. But what the, the positive signs out of that is how the All Blacks were able to withstand that. Team back to All Blacks evolved would have probably fell into the trap and started getting a little bit sloppy there. But mate, I, I think uh, yeah, I, I took a lot of confidence out of that, and, and I'm very, very uh, appreciative. And I know there's still a lot of concerns and question marks. Like if South Africa were able to impose 
that dominance at the breakdown area for, for 60 to 70 minutes, it probably would have been a totally different performance. So the, the, the recruitments they brought off the bench they, they were something to <laughs> made they, a difference. Malcolm Marks, the toyed Vermeulen. Mate, there was, one, there was one stage there. It went through those three hands, and I'm sitting right mm. on the halfway line watching it. And it was like it was like Shaq O'Neal, mate, up against these uh, Chris Rock, you know what I mean? And they were going through the line, and I was thinking to myself, how do you tackle that? You know, like they've got the ball in one hand, it looked like an orange as they're passing it to each other. I'm thinking, mate, why didn't those three guys start? Because it would have been a totally different um, ball game otherwise. But that's what you got, isn't it? Like you've, you've got these one-off games leading into the World Cup, a short turnaround. I think the confidence that you're looking for is a is that now, you know, get off Fozzie's back, support this all-black team, because they sh- they've mm. shown over the last two weeks that given that they, they're back in form, like Geordie Barrett played really well, Bodie's played well for the last two weeks, Richie Mwonga is throwing the question up with DMAC, like mm. either mm. one of them could play 10, you know what I mean? But the Fords, I thought the tight, for me, when I walked away and went, yeah, it was really nice seeing all that flashy stuff, Will Jordan back in the black jersey, but the tight five, Brodie Retallick, Scotty Barrett, um, uh, mate, the Groot was awesome in the way that he was stopping all those big blokes. That big number eight, when he was running in and Groot was hitting him, I was going, that is a battle, man, out there in the middle of the park. So <laughs> it's good to be there and see it because you see a totally yeah. different game when you're live. You see everything else going on in the background. Um, and I was, mate, real happy that I actually got to sit there, and especially because it was South Africa too. Yeah, mate, I, I couldn't agree more that uh, the, the the physical challenges out there were superb. And yeah, I'm, I always scratch my head when I see Malcolm Marks on the bench. I'm like, why? Why? He's the best hooker in the game. Uh, you got to start him. But uh, we've been skirting around it, boys. Uh, it is time for this. Uh, so the Simply the Best from the weekend. Izzy, what is your Simply the Best from the weekend, my friend? Oh, there could have been easy for me to go to the All Black, something in that game. Could have been easy to go to the Waz because I just got home from a camping trip and I put on the TV and I watched the Waz go to work, hoping my multi will come through. But it wasn't meant to be. But what was meant to be was Stephen Curry. Now, if you've seen it, lads, but Stephen Curry. <laughs> Yes. was a plan at the American Century Championship on a par three, 157 yards. He hits this nice shot and holds the pose. The commentators say, look, this is right at it. This is going to be close if it's long enough. Bounces, bounces just past the hole, spins back, hole in one. Stephen Curry, he can do it from the three-point line. He can also do it on a par three golf course. He can really play. Boy, this is right at it if it gets there. How about that? Are you kidding me? How good. He's a freak. The only thing missing from that commentary was Steph Curry from downtown. So good, lads. What can he do? What can he do? All right. Simply the best, Kempe. You're simply the best, brother. Oh, mate, I was lucky. I feel like I'm part of the furniture at Mount Smart after this weekend, going to the All Blacks and seeing that. And I've just had a text message through from a good mate, Jandals. He said, thanks, brother. I was the man running the music upstairs. Jandals, you are on fire. So... 
Mate, getting to see the All Blacks beat the Springboks, highlight, absolute highlight mm. for me. And uh, yes, they intimidated me, the boys in black, when I looked at them. And then going over to the Warriors, spending seven hours here yesterday, Izzy, from midday through to seven o'clock with a pre-game and seeing a 48-point drub in a Cronulla. Doesn't get any better. Up goes the flag, and the final whistle is blown, and the All Blacks have succeeded. Against the Springboks, they've retained the Freedom Cup. The crowd are up on their feet. The clock reads 0 And Gerard Sutton blows the whistle on an emphatic Warriors victory here at Go Media Stadium. Mount Smart, 44 points to 12. There you go, there you go. Simply the best Warriors. All Black Stephen Curry get a nice par three hole in one. Let us know. That is our Choices Flooring Poll. Each Monday we can run it, and we're going to put it up, and you can have your vote. Or let us know on double eight double three what got you going over the weekend. Plenty happening, and there's plenty coming up on our show. So stay tuned. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Yes, welcome back. Yes, what a weekend for Kiwi Sport coming through on the text machine. Double eight double. Three. What about Hayden Wild as well, boys? Bloody awesome weekend of sport. Will from Auckland. Yes, Hayden Wild, crowned Super Sprint World Triathlon champion after winning the final in Hamburg. And Brett from Huntley would have been watching that. I seen on his socials. He was on his indoor bike watching Hayden Wild win that. So well done to Hayden. And just a wee Scottish Open update. Lads, Rory McIlroy back in the winners' circle after a very very long time heading into the Open. Next weekend, so looking forward to that. But our very own Ryan Fox tied 12th, so a top 20 finish for Foxy, 7 under. And Dan Hillier was 2 under for a tied 54th, so there you go. And also, another one from Dave from Karaka, lads. Yes, it was a weekend you dream of, fantastic AB's efforts and Waz as well. But best joke of the weekend was Eddie saying, Aussies, ready for the All Blacks. Cheers, Dave, from Karaka. The Wallabies in disarray, Kempi. What's going on? I read a, um, a little uh, snippet from Dave's checker. He's played Eddie Jones like something like nine times without a loss yet. Um, when he was coaching Australia and Argentina, has got him 2 0 uh, currently at the moment. And I said that to Rick when I got in there this morning. The f- one of the first things, it, it gets in your head, doesn't he, Eddie Jones? Like, no matter mm-hmm. what, you'd be thinking, I saw the, I saw the, <laughs> the tweet where he grabbed the headgear and threw, the, threw it down, you know, like the mics and all that down when they, they scored that last try, the Argentinians, to win it. But then he's come out and he said, they've asked him a question what about the All Blacks, and he goes, well, I'll just say, I'll just say this, the All Blacks better look out. <laughs> look out for what? Whether you're going to show up. <laughs> Mate, those shirts, oh, man, the only thing they can, uh, they just look like a banana peel. Honestly, <laughs> it's, it's the only honestly, I tell you what, the confidence in the man—he would be. I'd love to sit in a room with him and listen to his motivational speech to players. Mm. That one you tell me about was he you telling me about the sausages? Where yeah. he gave the assistant coach the sausages and said, "Went home because he didn't deserve the steak." I just think that was so, mate. The guy—he comes out with the best it's one-liners, Eddie. eh? It's Eddie. Eddie, Eddie one hundred and one. The media ma- manipulation, and look, he, he would have got everyone thinking, and everyone will be laughing and saying, what are you on about, Eddie? But on the flip side, Australians have been um, close in the last couple of years. I know this year's different, and we're probably going to dominate them, 
I'm predicting we're going to absolutely annihilate them. But oh, Eddie, he's a he's a mastermind at trying to m- manipulate the the defence. And what about the tennis guys? A great day for tennis. Yes, Alcaraz beating Novak Djokovic. Onjusova beating Onjabor. Oh, three sets to two. We've got plenty of that coming up on the show. But keep those messages coming through on double eight double three. It's time for Karen with the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building New Zealand. 24 away from 7 o'clock on Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Time for some sports headlines now. Power your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. And uh, Izzy touched on it earlier, but Rory McIlroy birdied the last two holes in a whipping wind on Sunday for a 2-under-68 to win the Genesis Scottish Open, his first victory on Scottish soil, and takes a load of confidence into the final major of the year. McIlroy was one shot behind Robert McIntyre when he played the slope to near perfection on the par 317th for a four-foot birdie putt to tie for the lead, and then delivered what McIlroy called his best shot of the year, a two-iron into the wind to land at 10 feet from the hole for a final birdie. McElroy, who played the tough back nine in 31, capped it off with two clutch birdies. His first win since the Dubai Desert Classic. Victory comes at a great time for him. He goes to uh, the Royal Liverpool for the Open Championship, where he tries to end a nine-year drought in the majors. Last time he won the Open? 2014, where was it? Royal Liverpool. Ooh, is that a sign, is he? Is that a sign? Ooh, chubby little puckle on him, he's a totally different athlete right now, but just I don't know if you know what that is, but two iron, a two iron off the deck into the wind, Yeah, that is ludicrous <laughs> Mate, too good, too good uh, Marketa Vondrasova plans to celebrate, sounds like my kind of girl, with a beer and a new tattoo after becoming <laughs> uh, one of the most unlikely Wimbledon champions by beating Ons Jabir on Saturday. The Prague-based 24-year-old won 6-4, 6-4 against the overwhelming crowd favourite. How good, though. Uh, yeah, a beer and a tattoo. That's how I'm celebrating my Wimbledon. I see the tats. I, I, th- I, feel, I get a sense that maybe a, a kid got... Ran rampant on her arms and just you know, got given the pen and I don't know they're not really artist artistic are they Eric Dolan you got some tats but they're pretty all over the show yeah they, they it's a lot of fine lines isn't it there? there's a lot of fine lines it, does, it has a I bit of a biro feel scribbles <laughs> I thought scribbles and finally the Wallaby Centre Len Ikitao is out for between six to eight weeks with a fractured scapula. The Wallabies meet mm. France on August the 27th in Paris, which is six weeks from now. That is their last game before the World Cup opener on September the 9th. I doubt he'll play in that. You reckon he's going to make the World Cup, though, boys? Six weeks with a scapula? Mm. Probably not. Probably not. But if you have a look at Cooper Cronk, he played in grand final with one. Mm. Well, you reckon, is he? How, and how important they breed, the They breed him different in the leagues. They breed him different over in the leagues area. <laughs> So, uh, look, it'll be tough. I don't know. It just depends what Eddie's thinking. Look, Eddie's in uh, having sleepless nights, I was reading. So, Eddie just kind of underestimated the, the task at hand going and taking on the Wallabies. Ah, look, they got a lot of work to do. They just, they've just lost everything. And, that, and for a team that needs the support and trying to grow the game of rugby in Australia, it's not heading in the right direction. So, um be interesting to hear what Eddie comes out with next. But I'm predicting the All Blacks are going to Dominate them in Dunedin. Yep, that's looking very much that way. 21 away from seven. Those are your sports news headlines. Thanks to Trades and Builders Power, your business with Bunnings Trade Power Pass. Time now to call 
0800 and take on the Quizmaster Quizzy Dag. Give us a call right now. We'll do that next. Yeah, just rewinding the clock there, going a bit of an old school freestyle Quizzy Dag intro. All right, let's get straight to it. We're going to head to Huntley area and we're going to catch up with Brett, who was all over Hayden Wild over the weekend, mate. Hey, clinical performance. Great beast, mate. Yeah, that, that's hard racing too because those races are only 20 minutes long, so they just redline all the way. Mm. Yuck. Mate, I've see, I seen you redlining on your bike while you were watching it. What's going on there, mate? Bit well, of exercise, bit of money. Well, we got to get ready for our Maldi back. <laughs> you notice oh, I you're said we, Israel. <laughs> I know. You said we, and my other mate, Tama Hutana up there in Hawke's Bay, uh, is putting the pressure on me as well. So, look, my mum tried to get me to do it. I will do it. I will do it. Uh, it just depends on the uh, need. I know you what can, day uh, is the, it? The Wild still playing up, but you can <laughs> swim, Cuzzy. <laughs> I can't and even swim in my own pool, let alone... Let alone an ocean, no chance. I'll be more sinking than swimming. Anyway, all right, let's rub into it. Let's get you something. If you get this, you're going to win something. Can you guess what it is? Uh, are we going to golf again? Oh. <laughs> hey, mate, you don't need another voucher for any more beers. All right, let's rip into it. Go Media Stadium, Mount Smart is the new name of the Warriors' home ground. Who was the pre- what was the previous naming? Who was the previous naming right sponsor of the stadium? Probably and he just stopped calling it Ericsson. Wow, there you go. <laughs> just keep calling it Ericsson to yourself, but not in the media. All right, brother. Question number two: LeBron James has announced he's changing his jersey number from six to what number next season? Oh, no, I haven't heard that. Uh, Ninety-nine. 99 overall on NBA 2K Sports. Like <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mean. Don't be mean. All right. You See you later, later, Brent. Have a good day, brother. Have hey, a good day. All right, Brenton from Auckland. How you doing, brother? Hey, good, brother. All right, Brenton. How are you? Question number two. Le- LeBron James has announced he's changing his jersey number from six to what number? Well, he's going back to 23. He is going back to 23 in honour of the late, great Bill Russell. Question number three. Who opened the scoring for the All Blacks against South Africa? Hell of a, hell of a line. Aaron Smith. Did you get on? Did you get him? I had Cody Taylor, so I didn't. I was like, drop it. No, that's selfish as rail. (laughs) He did. He played good. He played good. Question number four. Marketa Vondrasova set what record we're winning the Wimbledon Women's Singles title yesterday? Uh, can I have a clue, Kemp? I don't know. First time ever. Was it a debut? Debut? Um, debut? First? I don't know. First, first time ever. winning it, playing debut at Wimbledon? They booing at Wimbledon? Yeah. Is incorrect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's incorrect. Sorry, Brenton, mate. You, you have a good day. Appreciate your call. 0800-150-811. If you want to have a crack at Quizzy Dad, call now. Jade from Hamilton. Morning, boys. How are we? Morning, Jade. Good, Jade. 
Moa Maketa Vondrasova set what record when winning the Wimbledon's women's singles title yesterday? Was she the first unseated player to ever win it? Oh, there you go. Right on the money. Question number five. In what minute did Iritana Hohaya get sent off for the Black Ferns against the USA on the weekend? Oof, put them under a hell of a lot of pressure. Second, was it the second minute? Second minute! Nailed second it. minute! <laughs> had to fight back from 17-5 down at half to come back and win it. They had to make a few changes. Um, Ruahe Demont, man, she's outstanding. And Renee Holmes went to the wing. But yes, there you go in the second minute. Under so much pressure, Jade from Hamilton. You have... Ring, ding, 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 ding. $120 voucher. From where we golf, you can go play a uh, play bay golf voucher and go hit the range at Remira Golf Club. So there you go, Jade from Hamilton. Appreciate your call. You play a bit of golf, brother? Oh, very few and far between since the kids have arrived. Probably let's put it that way. Well, there you go, mate. You got a good opportunity. Chuck the kids, kids in the car seats, head to Remira Golf Club and uh, put them right there by the golf Bay and get yourself a beer and a pizza and enjoy the moment. Enjoy the afternoon. There you go, Jade. Well done, brother. We'll be back tomorrow for another instalment of Quizzy Dad. Coming up, love racing, which I'm interested in because, to be honest, haven't watched any racing. It's winter. It's horrible. We can't pick my nose. So we'll <laughs> see what Kempi's got coming up. Yes, we're five minutes away from 7 o'clock. You can call us anytime on 0800 150 on the Temper Bed Post text machine. Send us a text. What a fantastic weekend we have had. The All Blacks getting a win. And, of course, the Warriors doing a number over Cronulla and heading towards what I think is the top four. We'll find a thoroughbred race day at events.loveracing.nz. We're right in the middle of winter racing at the moment. And like Izzy said, man, it is tough. It is tough to pick a winner and I just want to say how tough this race is because everyone was watching and looking forward to it the race between West Coast and the Cossack on the weekend which was a perfectly judged ride by Sean Fannin who helped pave the way for West Coast to add another feature steeplechasing event to blossoming his blossoming career record when the pair took out the great plumbing Wellington steeplechase over 5,500 5, metres at Trentham in an exciting display of jumping set up by Tearaway Pacemaker and he's named after a good bloke, is, my, is he my Dad, uh, Fannin, and second favourite West Coast setback in the field of six, and they covered all the moves of top weight and race favourite, the Cossack. It would, in what proved to be a pivotal moment of the race, um, Argyle fell in the second to last fence, checking his stablemate, the Cossack, mm. which basically ended his race, which allowed West Coast to get a crucial break on the rivals. Fannin urged him into, into uh, contention. Is he, my dad, and West Coast cleared the last together, and the latter providing. Uh, proving too strong in the shadows at the post to record his sixth career victory. Um, what that pay, Kimpy? Uh, it was two dollars eighty. So everyone was talking about West Coast and Cossack, and it would have been a a, a humdinger of a race if he didn't get checked there. Uh, but don't write the Cossack off. West Coast it was. <laughs> I tell you what, a lot of people would have been on the Cornella for that. Um, but when he got checked, that was um, basically him done. On mm. other news, Richards, our. Um, Mate Mark Richards up in Hong Kong with his first uh, Hong Kong season 
was the close of racing last night at Sha Tin. The former Tiako race head trainer has enjoyed his first foray into training in Hong Kong, as we know, where he's recorded 35 wins from 334 starts, securing more than Hong Kong $36 million in prize money. And I bet a bit of, that's, bit of that tin's gone into his pocket. Uh, I think it's been a good start, he says, and we have nearly 350 starts this season, but we need to have a lot more than that next season to play the rating Is that game. a clone? Is that uh, a clone, Kempi? Uh, yeah. Mark Richards? Yeah, what do you... Uh, Mark Walker and Jamie Rich. Is that a clone of, of the training? Mark Richards, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what? Because Mark, Mark Richards actually walked into the All Black Imagine game in that. front of me. Oh, <laughs> mate, rigger, get out of my head. All right, you walked in and walked in on Saturday night. You're still in there. That's right, Jamie Richards. Sorry about that, Izzy. You're just as bad as Sammy. Cut it out. You picked up some bad habits after the last couple of weeks. And I just want to say well done to uh, Jamie Richards, that is. Um, and my yeah, Rigger's got plenty of tin in his pockets as well. But we got racing this weekend. We've got the Upanaki Cup later on on Saturday, Ooh, and we'll be talking about that because I might have a few for you. And uh, our good mate uh, Al Sheikh Sharok will be talking about that. And I just are wanted, you buttering the toast with jam? I'll tell you what, we, we we might just be we might just be picking up some jam. And uh, last um, but not least, a big shout out to my mate Mickey Walker. He's up to seventy seven mm. kilos. Can you imagine? He can. Mate, he, he can't even get on jump horses at the moment, but he sent me a photo of him in the gym. He's doing really well, so uh, good He's work. catching me. He is. He's catching both of us. And if he, mate, the only <laughs> problem with it, he's the size of Chris Rock, so he wants to be careful because he'll be rolling soon as opposed to jumping over fences because uh, he can't do that either. He's too heavy for that. But that's your Love Racing update. Grab your mates and get on course. Visit events.loveracing.nz to find a race day near you. And here's Karen with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Aotearoa. Yes, welcome back. Izzy Kempe for breakfast. SENZ just after 7 o'clock. What a weekend of sport. Hey, Ricardo, the sex is on fire song. Should it be the anthem song at Mount Smart if the chorus was, The wires are on fire. Oh, yes, can, Craig. Oh, I can hear, a, I can hear a, a, uh, an Izzy special coming up. Come on, Jandals, put that one together, <laughs> brother. <laughs> DJ Jandals, yes, I heard DJ Jandals down in the South Island at uh, Foresight Bar, and I was like, who is this DJ? Oh, he does an outstanding job. I know exactly who you're talking about, Kempe. 0800 150 811. We're going to dedicate this next 40 minutes to you, our listeners, to have your... Uh, say on the weekend sport can be the rugby, can be the league, can be the Black Ferns, can be the triathlon, can be the tennis because Novak Djokovic has been dethroned by Carlos Alcaraz. So Roger Federer, he still sits atop of the Wimbledon wins over there in the north. So yes, 0800 8833 on the temper bedpost text machine. There's been a message here, Kimpy. I want to get to you shortly. Fire up, boys. The boys look good on the weekend. Some of those tries were absolute vintage rugby. Where do you think the biggest improvement has come <clears throat> Sorry, since uh, last year? And why do they look so much more organised? That is from Andy. Kimpy, where do you think the improvement comes from? Oh, definitely the middle of the park. I think is, um, you know, if you have a look at the game, okay, in a real in the simplest of form, okay, so you've got mm. s- such a uh, a similarity in these two teams because Cronulla the Warriors are pretty much the same. They've got good good front front rowers, you know, solid back rowers, and but their back lines they can they can be set alight. If you don't go forward, it doesn't matter who you got behind you. I don't know how many times you say that, but Nico Hines, the current Dallium. Um, 
player of the year. Yes, he started well because they, they did win the ground in that first 10, 15 minutes and he was going forward and enjoying himself. But as soon as the Warriors stopped up after those completion sets and stopped them at the ad line, and Mitch Barnett played a big part in that as soon as Dylan Walker came on, what people didn't see was Mitch Barnett went to the middle and his and his stopping of the momentum was absolutely awesome. He's the toughest guy out there yesterday. Uh, they always started going backwards and of course they couldn't get back into the game and the Warriors ran through them. So I'd, look, I I'd, I'd think their middle... You know, that was a, a chance to come back after the loss to Souths being towed up in the middle of the park and saying to the fans, look, we're really sorry, we're actually going to put on a, a decent effort today. And in the middle of the park, they did. And, of course, on the back of it, Sean Johnson on front foot. Mate, the, the, mm. the, the, the selection of pass from Sean yesterday was unbelievable. The lines that they were running, like Josh Curran got absolutely smashed on that first line he ran. <laughs> he got up off the ground, he was winded, he sucked it in, and two tackles later he ran exactly the same line. And Moreland, Moreland couldn't do anything but go in on him. And that's when Rocco mm. Berry went through and scored that try. So, um, yeah, I think I think they're doing a really good job, the forward pack. They're arguably up there in the top four forward packs in the competition. Torhu Harris, Aidan Fanua Blake. Aidan Fanua Blake is playing like 65 minutes before they mm. replace him. You know, Toru Harris had to go off before him yesterday. And, you know, as the set completions and the pace of the game, no stoppages. Because no, when you get set completions, you don't get stoppages. Therefore, you're using up plenty of petrol. Um, Toru got changed, even though he had a bit of a sore wrist. But to see Adam Fanua Blake playing that type of minutes, mate, that's that's where they're going all, all right at the moment for me. You know what the big question... Resilience, isn't it? Yeah. Big question for me is, we know that Kempe loves a good fade, Right. He's always, he's, his hair is always immaculate. <laughs> but the way DWZ and Josh Curran score in tries, shouldn't mm. we get Kimby to grow a mullet so he can, he can fit in at, at, at the Warriors? <laughs> and, and as a tribute? As a tribute? <laughs> I, look, yeah, oh, I don't know, mate. I played with a guy with the best mullet ever in Tauranico, mate. I've never seen a mullet like it until Dallin's come out. So, mate, me with a mullet? What, what would they look like? It looked like a Pukekohe cabbage with long leaves, wouldn't it? It'd be terrible. <laughs> I'd have to say that. I just want to say on the Richie Moonga try, I was walking out when Richie, I, I was walking out of the ground when Richie scored that try and I was up high mm. looking back down and I seen the whole thing unfold, mate. It was beautiful. Like he was way out in the open and then as the ball went into the scrum, he took off and you could see the whole thing unfold. Um, mate, he's got some pace for a little bloke. He burnt them, you know. Mm. Um, and I just, I, I, when I was walking, I was thinking, man, you got a headache. You got a headache here. He played so well tonight, and you got D Mac played so well in the Argentinian game. Where do they go to? Like, who is their number one? Well, there you go. That's what Andy wants to know. Kempi loves your enthusiasm on the Warriors, but it was more uh, a question pointed for the All Blacks improvement. Where have they improved so much? In this form. I'll start the game. I'll start this off. Andy, for me, I think it's at the collision area. I think um, we're playing, we're varying up our attack. We're playing a lot more off 10. And when we get into that middle of the park, the guys that are catching the ball are putting a step on. We're not T-boning, we're not running direct, we're running into space. So I've loved the changes here. And what that allows is when we get behind that ad line, we can get that team going backwards. The South Africans, their biggest weapon is their, their line speed on defence. They, they got that in the game in the second half and put this team under a lot of pressure. They started disrupting the ruck. But when the boys in the first 25 minutes were getting over that ad line, were putting a step on at, at, the, at the varnish line, defensive line, they were getting behind them. That wasn't allowing the team to get up. And they were able to clean bodies and not commit over overcommit numbers at, at the breakdown. 
also the variation is when you're playing South Africa, Kempi, Ricardo, you traditionally all week we're practicing our aerial skills. We know the barrage that is coming from South Africa. So for a back three, we take that personally and we work extremely hard at it. Well, you flip it around. Yeah. You put the pressure back on the, on the South Africans and you say, okay, we'll play your, your own game. So the ability to kick more from 10 and, and go away from that box kick, which worked, you know, has its purpose in a game, but kicking more from 10, putting up that cross-field kick for our wingers to chase, Mark Tillier and Will Jordan, I thought they were very good at chasing the ball of uh, those high kicks. I think our variations on the kick well, was a step in the right direction as well. So uh, for me, the, the, the ball carry and our kicking plan is something that has improved uh, uh, oversight uh, out of mind. Sorry, you know what I mean. But Andy, hopefully that answers your question. If you've got anything, 0800 150 on the call line, give us a call and we'd love to hear from you. So many great things from the weekend, but for me, seeing Will Jordan carve up the Yarpies was so good to see. We finally have a game plan that suits our style, up-tempo, skill-based rugby. It's exciting again. And just on that, Ricardo, like that first 25 minutes, everything mm. went our way. But when it got disrupted, that's when South Africa got into the game. So are we able to play that high-skill, high-paced game for longer periods than we saw on the weekend? That's going to be the test, right? And that's the, that's the mm. test. That's what they've got to try and do. And the other thing you know, we shouldn't forget is great win. Take nothing away from that. But we've got a few months before the World Cup. There's, uh, there's opportunities for the Irish and the French and others to look at that and, and try and figure out how to beat it as well. Um, we're not going to catch everybody by surprise like we caught the Yarpies by surprise on Saturday night. I thought I thought they I thought like you said, Izzy, like the aerial game early on was mm. really good. The kick chase. Um, if if I was looking, you know, because you're you're watching the whole game and and analysing mm. the whole park. If if there was a couple of areas I'd be concerned about, Mark Talia's uh, getting caught out of position defensively. Defense. You know what I mean? That that I was one concern. Uh, the other part was Artie Severe not actually going that well over the advantage line. You know, what I, yeah. you know. So if we can sort of tidy those, and they're only like one percenters, like you can tidy those little one percenters up, then you're even better. And the other thing I just want to say quickly about Will Jordan, mate, he's a footballer. Like mm. he gets the ball. He looks in front of him, nothing on, and he goes. Like if I was a defensive coach, just saying, if he's fifty meters away from me, you better get ready because he's coming back until he finds a hole. Like when he picked that ball, he ran across, and then the front rowers are standing in front of him, and he put the burner. Mate, he's quick. He's he put quick, the burners man. on, and I was like, man, this this kid's a footballer. He can play. Yeah, that's been Mark Tillier's um, downside to his game. And that defensively for the Blues, particularly in that semi-final, he got caught out a couple of times. He, he rushed ahead of Bryce Heem and created a little window there. So, oh, that, yeah, if he can fix up his defence. And Will Jordan, that debate. I know you, Ricardo, you were questionable on, on Bowden Barrett's um, form going mm. into the ABs, whether he can transition. Has he shown signs? Has he changed your thought, particularly at fullback? And with Will Jordan playing so well, if at wing, yeah, it makes a, it really sets the tone for for the All Blacks and Bowden Barrett's like influence on that game as well. Yeah, I mean it was one game, but it was a mm. game against our biggest traditional rivals and a team that are mm. are, are mm. a legit shot at winning the World Cup. And I thought that was yep. the, that was Bowden Barrett's best game of the season. 
easily. Mm. You know, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Ma Nonu. Remember, Ma used to muddle around in Super Rugby and not really do a lot. And then as soon as he pulled on the black jersey, he was boom, he was on fire. Uh, that's kind of mm. what it felt like with Bowden Barrett on, on Saturday. And on that too, actually, uh, Kempi touched on it, Izzy. What was your take on... Artie, I mean, I don't think Artie had a bad game, but you know there's been that chat, Jeff Wilson's talked about it, not big enough at eight mm. against these teams. That first 20 minutes, there was a couple of times where he tried uh, to make those Artie-type runs and just got nowhere. In fact, Eden Etzebeth at one point picked them up and walked them backwards. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, whoa, hang on a minute. Oh, look, uh, yeah, it was. It's, it's hard out, man. Like, they're just such a big, big team. And that's probably the thing with, with going to the World Cup when you're facing Ireland, when you're facing France, similar body sizes, big, big bodies. So uh, you could probably be concerned about it where he hasn't had the influence, but there's probably a reason for it. Other players were, were getting dominance out there and then, you know, the, the Springboks would have focused on Artie and put a lot of pressure on Artie to stop him knowing the threat that he poses and that allows other players to get into the game. Sham Frizzell... Scotty Barrett. So, oh, look, I wouldn't be too concerned. I think the concerning thing is we have a game plan that we want to play. Jason Ryan's spoken about it. They are, uh, are not as big as uh, the opposition, but they want to play a fast tempo and win the collision line. It's whether they can do that for long periods of time and whether they're going to get to that. Uh, yeah, and, and that's how you go do it. Look for that first 25 minutes. That's how they can get impetus in that game. And Mark from Sydney has given us a call, 0800 Don't be shy. Call us. Mark from Sydney, what do you got? You want to talk some New South Wales over Queensland and the future of the All Blacks? That's it. Well, it's, good morning, boys. Um, being an avid New South Wales fan like I am, my brother's a Queenslander, and uh, was extremely <laughs> glad to see the New South Wales win at Homebush last Wednesday night, and I won the ticket off Matt Rogers and Scott Sattler off their sports night program because they said, complete this sentence, Clint Gutherson on Wednesday night will. And I said, mm. Clint Gutherson on Wednesday night will disregard the ban on the press conferences and crow about how New South Wales will beat Queensland by 40 points. Matt Rogers laughed and said, I like that, that gets the win. So it was my first time at an Origin game, great atmosphere. And I think the important thing that won New South Wales that match was the combination changes. Mm. So I'd just like to get your guys' opinion on that and where you think the future of the All Blacks lies because I think the combination changes they did in that game with South Africa was what won them the game. Yeah, look, look I think um, too late, like Cody Walker, you know, he should have been in that that game, uh, probably in game two, I think, Mark. You know, like... Yep, you've, you I had, agree. You had Cookie had to play centre in that first test when, when Trebojevic went down and he played, what's that, 78 minutes in the centres. Um, they didn't really get a chance to see Cookie until he came into that second game, but they should have made that change around Jerome Luai for that, because it's never worked. The um, the Tedesco-Luai uh, Cleary's not really worked at origin level, so I think he may have learned something there. Um, and yeah, I, look, I think the game is a lot closer than, than what people are making out of it. If Queensland get a couple of balls down, um, just, just missed, the, missed it by the bounce of the ball, and the other thing, and they don't play Brimson, they play Caelan Ponga. I think Queensland yep. win it, you know. But not having Caelan Ponga or Reese Walsh at the fullback, for me, was the major difference. Yep. All right, no problem. Thank and, you for your time. 
Cheers, mate. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks for your call, Mark, from Sydney. 0800 And here's a message from my fanatical day one Warriors supporter. I'll have to read it out. Sam McGregor from the Mighty Hawks Bay. Hey, lads. Great win by the Warriors yesterday. Statement performance. Best of the season. A win that will make other teams very worried about facing us in the postseason. If you add in everyone by points, we are third on the ladder with the third best points differential. Win this week. We are seriously on top. On for the top four and maybe even top two with our run home and getting players back. Get that jersey dagger. Choo-hoo. <laughs> Brisbane, 32 points. Penrith, 30. Storm, 28. 28 Raiders, Sharks, Para and Souths uh, to round out the eight. Oh, I've got that jersey. I'm gonna, no, I haven't got that jersey, but I'm going to. I'm on that train, Kimpy, because it's hard not to when the Warriors are gone. Mate, so hang, really on, hang on. They're, they're one of those tra- trains up in India where they're hanging off the windows and standing on the roof at the moment. Like I, <laughs> the amount of text messages I get at the game, I've got to say this, yesterday was unbelievable, the coverage. The amount of people that sink us into the, the, the TV coverage, like... Mm. There's so many of them now. And and the other thing was the phone lines after the game, post-game, were just going rampant. So uh, they are jumping back on the train. And just to touch on that that message from Sam, as he, I've done a, a little bit of a um, a look at the the uh, ladder today because it's still it's still a little bit out of whack. South Sydney, yes, although they're sitting ninth, they've got still got two buys. All right, so yeah. uh, it's an artificial ladder. They're straight back into the eight. The team that I'm 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 thinking about that probably does get out of, get out of the eight and on that uh, performance yesterday they should have got penalised uh, late in that game. Parramatta um, when they get that charge down, they had offside. They win by one point. I think Paris struggled to make the eight as the back season. But if you look at the boys to go, uh, mate, I don't see anyone else except the Rabbitohs challenging the current eight. It's, that's how that's how it that's how it finishes. Given the buys that uh, mm. are going at the moment, yeah, it was a complete performance. I think position wise, you know, they're not going to get any better than that. When, but that's the type of game come finals time that they'll need to win it. Oh, it's so good, so good. Keep those messages coming through. We'll quickly get to Zade from Auckland. He wants to talk the ABs game. Zade, good morning. Yeah, good. Thank you. I was at the um, game the other night. Um, brilliant, brilliant performance. I thought, um, mm. yeah, Will Jordan looks real good on the wing. And, um, yeah, Bowden Barrett um, was superb at fullback. And, yeah, Richie Mwanga didn't really put a foot wrong. Um, mm. You know, maybe um, we're a bit critical of, of him sometimes in the big games. He can go missing a little bit for the All Blacks. But um, he had his kicking boots on and easily kicked that penalty goal from 50 metres. The only conver- only kick he missed was his conversion from the try he scored right at the end of the game, which didn't really matter and the game was over. I mean, we conceded that try right at the end. You know, we didn't really... Um, that, that kick-off didn't really play to the game, but the game was over anyway. You know, we were up by 20, so it didn't really matter too much. But, um, yeah, I wonder maybe um, in some of those other games, do you give Luke Jacobson maybe a go at eight um, because he's a bit, bit of a bigger player maybe? Um, and you put Artie on the bench maybe and maybe some of those games in the World Cup if they're playing a bigger team mm. um, I'm not sure Yeah, what you do with that and yeah, obviously a great win by the Warriors yesterday um, Sean Johnson, 40-20 um, you know, maybe that baby made him even play better but yeah, the Warriors are just on fire and I think they should go and beat the Canberra Raiders um, on Friday night so yeah, I think it'll be another one for the Warriors
Good stuff, Zaid. Thanks very much for your call. You can keep those calls coming through 0800 150 811, 0800 150 Just updating you too. IndyCar, so much sport going on. Um, it's the Grand Prix of Toronto at the moment. Now, they've just pitted, but for the last 10 laps, it's been McLaughlin, Dixon, 1 and 2. And uh, Marcus Armstrong, the young Kiwi rookie, is uh, currently sitting in 8th. Uh, but uh, Dixon and McLaughlin have just pitted, so they've dropped da- back down. But uh, that's got about 20 laps left to go, so keep an eye on that one too. Could be a good result for the Kiwis uh, on on that front. And you guys want a stat? You like a stat? Yeah, give us a stat. Alcaraz wasn't born the last time someone named, who wasn't named Federer and Adal Murray or Djokovic won Wimbledon. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Listening to his comments post, they love what Novak was able to do throughout the years, inspired young Alcaraz. And it's a new time, a new era. What a stat. What a stat. I've got another stat. Mm. I've got another stat. That was the first Rolling Moor try scored against the Jason Ryan coach team since 2017. 2017, he took over the Crusaders, never got a Moor try scored against them. He's been in the All Blacks for a year and a half. Malcolm Marks ruined it, but that's a hell of a stat. And if they're going to continue that dominance, they really need to shore up that opportunity because teams will go to it plenty of times. But, yeah, he'll be disappointed with that. But seven years... First small try. First small try. Well, you know what the key is? Make sure we don't play Malcolm Marks. Hey, one thing <laughs> one, one thing we want to talk when we come back is he is no one's mentioned it this morning is Sam Kane. Just just when Zade was yeah, talking there, same. you mm. know, like how serious is Injured. that head injury? And uh, you know, maybe it is the time that uh, Artie Sevilla goes back to open side flanker and Jacobson goes to the back. You know, these are the mm. these are the questions that are obviously in the All Blacks basket at the moment. And the the thing about Sam Kane, it's it's starting to get worrisome for him. Mm. Was it a head injury or a neck injury? Because I thought it was a neck. It but... looked like a neck because he's had his neck problems. Mm. So potentially it could be neck. But oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. As soon as they said that, I said, oh, okay, yeah, well, Sam Kane's injured. Maybe it's an easy shift for Artie to go to seven and chuck Lukey at the back with the concrete shoulders that he has. Plenty of messages there, lads. And we'll get to those shortly. Talking Warriors, talking uh, the rugby and talking Fozzie. Morning, boys. Just a thought. Maybe Fozzie can coach. Give him some credit. Warriors on fire. Top four easy this year from an unknown text message. Appreciate it. We'll shoot off. We'll come back and we'll read a couple more messages. Here, thank you to the Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Yeah, back soon. He, he counted his chickens before they'd lay the eggs here. We'll shoot off. We'll come back and we'll read a couple more messages. Here, thank you to the Chemist Warehouse. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Yeah, back soon. <laughs> oh, that is radio broadcasting 101 from Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Oh, Kempe, I don't know what chickens you're watching lay eggs. Sam, but, um, Sammy I didn't miss it. You didn't miss it this morning. When, uh, Mark Richards and Sammy what? didn't miss it yesterday. Oh, you know, you get excited, mate. I was excited about the Warriors. and oh, I don't know how the hell I was, what the hell I was talking thinking about with chickens. I, I understand, mate, because I had Kubota and Chemist Warehouse credit 
my dome and then it just wasn't making sense and I got stuck. <laughs> so hopefully that made you laugh this morning because I was an absolute Ori from Walks Bay. Oh. Oh. Is he Kempy for breakfast? Kemet's think- Warehouse, the real house of fruit. There you go, Kemet's Warehouse. Appreciate you. You think that's bad. Uh, earlier, Kempy had an issue around the Love Racing update and uh, and he put in the, he tried to say, oh man, I'm dyslexic, but he put in, I'm dialectic, so he couldn't even get that right. <laughs> <laughs> Predictive text here, don't keep Blame autocorrect. Blame autocorrect. Oh, man. Yeah, All right, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned. That was a hell of a jumble for Monday morning. There's so much going on. Plenty of messages coming through. We've got Richie Agar coming up at 7.40. We're going to be talking Warriors. And after 8, we've got my good friend, Corey Jane, who was actually commentating with Dan McCarty on the weekend, the All Blacks performance. So we'll be talking more of that after 8. We'll shoot off. We'll come back with some headlines with Ricardo. But before then, here's Karen. With the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. 26 away from 8 o'clock here. Time for some sports news headlines for you. Uh, thanks to Kennard's hire. Too easy weekend. And uh, let's start with this. Harry Maguire has been removed as the Manchester United captain by manager Eric Ten Hag. Maguire, 30, fell out of favour under Ten Hag at United last season, making just 16 appearances in the Premier League, and only eight of those were starts. United are willing to listen to offers for Maguire and anticipate West Ham may make a bid now. They've got £105 million from Arsenal burning a hole in their pocket for Declan What do you make Rice. of that, Ricardo? As, as a Man U fan, mm-hmm. with um, Harry Maguire, yep. did you get it? Like, what, do you, what do you make of his game? I reckon he's a bit, just a little bit big, probably a little bit off the pace, maybe uh, defensively. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he play. He suits the way that Eric Ten Hag wants mm. to play. Eric Ten Hag wants to play on the front foot, and he wants to play high lines. Uh, Harry Maguire's suited to playing in a team that likes to counter attack and sits deep, right? And that's where he's had the problems as players getting in behind him at United because he's had to play higher up the pitch. So yeah, it makes sense for him to go. I mean, that's why he did so well at Leicester. They were a counter-attacking team. And I think it probably makes yeah. sense for him to go somewhere like West Ham. He'll probably be captain there. He'll probably play every game there. And um, that's if you, he wants to stay in the England team, that's what he needs to do. And, you know, if United yeah. can recoup 40 or $50 million for him, he, they paid 80 for him about three, four seasons ago, uh, then that'll be probably good business for them, I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he definitely needs a move. Uh, And a nod to Boston Celtics legend Bill Russell. LeBron James is changing his uniform number from 6 back to 23 for the Lakers for the coming season. Uh, Apparently, he's done this because the NBA has retired the number 6 jersey across the league when Bill Russell died. So if you currently have the number 6 jersey, you can continue to play in it but they're not going to uh, allow anybody else to have the number six jersey. But out of respect for Bill Russell, LeBron said, you know what, I don't need to wear the number six. I'll go back to my number 23. Um, so they're, they're, that's a change to look out for for LeBron, which is interesting. Did you hear that that other stat too with the Celtics, that uh, Brown and Tatum? Brown's been offered another contract over mm. 300 million, potentially 70 million, which will put him at the top of the log. Mike Connolly about six, seven years ago, signed a big contract. He wasn't even in the top 10 players. Is Jalen Brown a top 10 player? 
six hundred million for two players that the Celtics are playing. Yeah, they're gonna have to be, they're gonna have to be paying some luxury tax at some point, right? Um, yeah, yeah, they've got a lot of work to do, and it'd be interesting because they uh, who did they sign recently? They signed a big centre recently as well, which would suggest that Al Horford's on his way out. So uh, it feels like they're they're all in. They want to they want to win an NBA mm. championship. They're close, so they're just going all in, and they're gonna pay luxury tax for a season or two, and then see what happens. Yeah, I, I'm agree, I agree with you, though. I don't think he's a top-ten player. I wouldn't be paying 300, 300 million for him, but it's not my money, so that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's lucky it's not my money. The Celtics wouldn't have many players. I might be I might be hitting you up, Dagger, if I was... If I was... <laughs> oh, anyway, um, Dutch rider Vout Pouls of the Bahrain Victorious team has won the 15th stage of the Tour de France, 179-kilometre trek from Leggett's on Sunday, the defending champion Jonas Vinegard of Denmark retained the overall yellow jersey. There was a massive crash, though, big pile up on the 15th stage as well. Um, Nathan Van Hoydonk hit the deck pretty hard. So did Sepp Kuss, a couple of uh, Vinegard's teammates. So it'd be interesting to see what sort of impact that has. Apparently, motorbikes got in the way, which always seems to happen at Tour de France. I don't know why they can't. Motorbikes that out. or supporters. It's yeah. uh, honestly, it's becoming a very dangerous. Uh, sport for the cycle for the cyclists because of that. Oh yeah, they just make it a motorbike race. Be done with it. <laughs> Hundred miles it. a day. Hundred miles a day of all the drugs you like. There you go. That'll be fine. <laughs> there you go. Those here sports news headlines here on SENZ. Izzy and uh, Kempi for breakfast. Uh, thanks to Kenard's Hire. Two easy weekend, two days high for the price of one. Visit a branch today. T's and C's apply. We've also got our choices flooring poll up, boys. So if you head to the SENZ app. To, uh, click on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. There is a poll there. And the poll for Choices Flooring, design, visualise and create your perfect flow, floor with room view, is your performance of the weekend. Here are the four choices. The Warriors yesterday at Mount Smart. The All Blacks Saturday at Mount Smart. Alcaraz at Wimbledon this morning. Or Hayden Wilde in that uh, sprint mm. uh, that Brett mentioned earlier in the day. Those are our top four performances from the weekend. What have you got, number one? Uh, go to the SEN app and vote on that, and uh, we'll read out the uh, results from that. Come 8.30, discover your signature style and enjoy a virtual design experience with Choices Flooring's Room View. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast with 20 away from 8. When we come back, we're going to talk more Warriors with Richie Agar. 15 away from 8. Morena boys, Rocco Berry has really improved and going well now. Sean Johnson for Delhi M, halfback of the year at least. Could be Delhi M, biggest turnaround. Highlanders could learn a thing or two from Chris. And we're going to be talking Warriors right now. Ken Pete. Yes, on the back of a 90% completion rate and arguably the best game of the season for the Warriors up against the Cronulla Sharks yesterday, we have Richie Agar join us. Richie, thanks a lot for joining us this morning. You must be happy about that yesterday. Yeah, morning, boys. Yeah, undoubtedly, I think before the game, we're looking at playing, a, you know, obviously a, a playoff rival and a team, uh, a very, very capable team. So I think you know, the outcome in the end and the scoreline would have, would have absolutely settled for it. So, yeah, really pleased and, um, and and some quality stuff out there at times yesterday, Kempi. Richie, apart from probably the first 12 to 15 minutes where Cronulla sort of showed up and played in the middle, the completions yeah. on the Warriors' behalf and then the addition, uh, I thought Tom Ali did quite a good job for those 15 minutes and Dills Walker comes on, it then went to another yeah. level. Dills Walker coming off the bench, mate, makes a massive impact, doesn't he? Yeah, 100% Kempe. I think that was a, a, a moment for us. You know, Tommy did a good job, but I, I just think across the board, 
during that first sort of twelve fifteen minutes, you know, we didn't we didn't get as rook control as well as we would have liked, and and we spent a little bit of time on the back foot. Uh, I felt the impact of Dylan uh, defensively as much as offensively too. Uh, got some line speed. We started getting some good contacts and low tackles in there. But I'd also point to Sean Johnson during that period. I thought, I thought from uh, from his going behind to walking in at time, uh, the control, his ability to follow you know game plan and what we wanted to do, stay patient, put the ball where we needed to, and get on his back of his kick chase. Um, I, I thought it was magnificent, and then obviously when when we did get some field position and we did get some opportunity, our execution, particularly on that right hand side, was you know was fantastic. Running out of superlatives in terms of the Warriors, um, Richie, mate. Every week they're ringing the praises of, of every single performance and player, but Sean Johnson, he had a huge week. He signed a contract extension, he's had a baby, and then he puts in a performance like that against the Sharks. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, in, in terms of Sean, his preparation wasn't smooth. He's got so much going on, you know, the contract aside, um, obviously having his second child and he missed some training and obviously had to catch up on some video late. He would have had a very busy weekend uh, outside, you know, outside of the building, if you like, uh, with a couple of guys that missed training uh, with some uh, sort of cold and flu symptoms as well that were, were sort of in doubt, which is why, uh, you know, Viliami and uh, Kalani Goyen were pulled from the reserve grade because sort of turning up at the ground yesterday, uh, we still were unsure about who were locked in in the team. So, our, our, you know, our, our preparation uh, wasn't as smooth as we would have liked it, but I think it's testament to the boys that, you know, they didn't let it um, um, affect the focus at all. Uh, and you're right. I thought Sean delivered a you know a, a truly superb game yesterday, uh, from start to finish. One or two little moments, you know, when we had the kick charge down, uh, and we got away with that a little bit. But I thought, you know, overall, again, the level of his performance and control, and then the quality bits that he added in uh, with his try assists was, you know, was, was superb and and fitting really fitting that. Uh, being in good form and having such a season, and then coming home uh, for the crowd to get behind him and, and a baby were you know a, a special week and one that he'll remember. Mate, that's a great sign for a team that has settled to have a disrupted week and to be able to go out there and plan yeah. and have a performance like that. You must be proud as a coach. But the names that have been read off week and we got Fenor Blake, Wade Egan, Sean Johnson, yeah. uh, Tohu Harris. But then you throw in the mix of a Rocco Berry and that performance up against Sam Talakai. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, our, our senior players are, are going great. You know, you know, Kemp has already mentioned the impact that Dylan Walker had off the bench for us. Uh, we have to pick a one, two, three today for our man of the match. And the last couple of weeks, it's getting increasingly difficult to narrow it down to three. Which, you know, like you, like you rightly say, that's. That's fantastic science for us, and and the fact that some of our younger, more inexperienced players, uh, you know, they're getting really excited playing in our team, and and I think you know the improvement and the trajectory that some of those players are on uh, is pleasing and really you know really bodes well for the future. I thought Rocco's performance yesterday was magnificent. You know, as a centre, he's really got some tools in terms of what he can do on attack and. Uh, his ability to move, 
onto the ball and, and run lines. And some of his skill under pressure is great. But the thing that stood out for Rocco, for us as a coaching staff over the, you know, the last few weeks has been, uh, has been his defence. You know, the, the the quality of his contact and how hard he's tackling. Yeah. But also his his work ethic and and the speed of his movements around things, particularly defensively as well. So, yeah, he's uh, he, he's in really good form at the moment. And you know, for us, it's. You know, we're just looking one game at a time. We're not getting too carried away that we've had a good win. We know we've got a, a, another tough game coming up this week, and and again, one last surge into a, into a bye week. Leave that up to can... New Zealand, mate. We get excited. Yeah, well, go for your lives. <laughs> That's all right. You go for your lives. If it means that we're going to get twenty five thousand people through the gate, then you know, long may that continue. Richie, just before we let you go, mate, you did right. Mitch Barnett, I thought, was close to the best on the football field yesterday, but you're up against Canberra this week. Joe Tarpanet, uh, Papali in the middle of the park. Yeah. It's going to be a battle, isn't it? Oh, mate, they've, they've got people that uh, really carry the ball and they've got some bump and, and offensive missing them, Kempe, and, and they're quite prepared to uh, to offload the ball as much as possible, those guys that you mentioned and Corey Horsburgh. So, so for us, you know, we know on on the back of a five-day turnaround, we're going to get a really vigorous physical contest this week. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, you know, we very different to how we would have to defend against Cronulla, where you know they move the ball to the edge and and throw numbers late on you. This is a team that you know carrying the ball like to leave an imprint on you, and have got some. Uh, you know, some real physical dominance and footwork in there as well. So, yeah, we, we're going to need to tackle really well this week. Well, Richie, I know you're on a good win bonus, so uh, give us a call when you're ready to head up to the Cavalier for a beer, mate. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning. Uh, well done well yesterday. Done. Big crowd and look forward to coming down and calling the game again on Friday night. That's Richie Agar uh, joining us on Izzy Thanks, and Kempe for breakfast. Cheers, mate. Yeah, nice. Thanks very much, uh, Richie. We are eight away from eight o'clock. I can tell you things have finished up in Toronto too. Uh, didn't kind, quite go all the Kiwis way. Scotty Dixon managed to get out of the pits to finish fourth. Scott McLaughlin sixth. Marcus Armstrong in his rookie season seventh. So three Kiwis in the top seven at IndyCar. Scott Dixon currently second overall in the Drivers' Championship there at IndyCar. So plenty of sport going on on your Monday morning. It is seven away from eight. Welcome back. Couple of minutes away from eight. After eight, we're going to be talking to Corey Jane, original OG of the Bomb Squad, talking all blacks. And uh, we've had a message come through, and it was great to have Richie Agar on. How refreshing is it to be able to talk about the Warriors in such a clinical performance? It was only a year ago. Every week, we're trying to decipher and figure out the problems at the Warriors and Andrew Webster has come in and just got a really settled squad, Kempe. It gives me a lot of happiness and joy when you've got a team that had so much disruptions in terms of Sean Johnson, a big week for him. Changes, not having a understanding who was going to play in what position in such a pivotal and important position as, as, a, you know, as the halfback area is to go out there and, and put in a performance like that. It comes on, uh, there's a clip where he picks up his, two, his 200th jersey last week and he comes, he comes on and he has a little speech, is he? And he basically says, hey, Webby, thanks for making it such an enjoyable place to be at. That yeah. says it all, mate. You know, and you know yeah. it as well as I do. You've ha- you got, you got a happy club? Mate, the play- players are going to go out and put in a performance like they did yesterday. So well done to Webby. Mm, so good. And hi, Daggy. Have you heard of a Crusader player going to another team? Who is it, Daggy? Who have they Saturday poached? Night? I, 
I don't know. No, I don't know. But I can losing someone. I know that's what I mean. Like, who is it? Who have the other teams? Uh, I'm obviously learning from the Crusaders. I'm going to throw a name, and this player was uh, an Auckland uh, player who's mm. who come down from Auckland to Canterbury. It would be Braden Ennell, potentially going back to the Blues. That is a name that that first springs to mind, but I don't know. I, I have you no heard? idea. So that no. no, I haven't heard. Haven't heard. So if you, the unknown texter can uh, confirm for me who it is, that will be much appreciated. If it is... To Mighty Williams going to the Chiefs. No, don't even start. <laughs> now you're way off the money there, Kempi. I'd say Braden Ennell, but hey, anyone's guess. Coming up, Corey Jane, we're going to be talking heaps and plenty of All Blacks. So a big show ahead, and we've got some more Warriors, and we've got a heap of messages coming through. Ten position, Richie Moonga. DMAC playing so well. Does that really solve that 10 position? We'll find out. Uh, you're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Building and shaping New Zealand. <laughs> yes, welcome back. Thank you, Karen, for the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. One of those days, a big old Monday <laughs> daggy. Get your words out. Camping. You're, in camp, you're in camping mode, mate. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be a little bit still in camping mode too if I was driving around in that flash thing that you've got down there. <laughs> it's glamping, oh, isn't it? Glamping. It's even, be, it's even oh. better than glamping. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. Mate, it's, it's, an, like, it's like something. Yeah. It's Bear Grylls' home. Hallelujah. <laughs> One thing I love about this thing is, you know, when you go camping, you set up the tent, you're like, you got to pack it all down and put it all away. Well, the tent's already there. Just put the tow ball on and latch it up. Make sure you turn the gas and the, the power off. And you chuck everything in the door and you just drive on out. Five-minute pack down. It's so good. Oh, anyway. Anyway, lads. We get in there. It is Monday and we've been talking plenty of sport. And Izzy, do you think DMAC and Moonga will start depending on the opposition? Do you think we should just stick with one starting first five? I would start DMAC against Aussie, but Moonga against teams like the Box and England, etc. There's from Cam and Cam. I'd just probably stick to the same Cam if I was going to be Fozzy. But what a, what a position to be in when you've got two tens, potentially three, that uh, can fill that role and, and such a important role and, and have discipline and... and you know your team that uh, your team that is driving you around the park. So I, I think Richie Mwanga, you stay with him, you stick with him throughout these next couple of weeks, and then you see uh, heading over to France. There's going to be opportunities for those other players to have a crack in that team position. We know the the World Cup. There's potentially going to be injuries, but how fitting and uh, you know how happy is it knowing that we can have a ten. They can fill the role with D-Max playing so well against Argentina. All right, it's time to catch up with my good mate, Corey Jane, who was on the call over the weekend uh, with Dan McCarty calling the game here live on SCNZ, the All Blacks. He's the original OG of the Bomb Squad, and he's going to join us right now. Corey Jane, CJ, how you doing, brother? Good, Israel. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, mate. Good to hear your voice. Uh, look, obviously you watched and you called the game over the weekend. How impressive was that performance? Are you happy? Oh, I thought it was real good. I thought, you know, the first 15, 20 minutes, um, all blacks were just relentless. And with the speed that they were playing with, uh, the collision area, they were outstanding. But also with their, their skill set, their ability to and a change where they were going to attack the Springboks by little tips to throughout the forwards mm. or 
when they decided to go go wide, um, or even with their little uh, kicking game, um, really not letting the Springboks get set defensively and and bring lines, bring that physicality it was an outstanding first twenty. And Will Jordan, mate, I saw you having a little conversation on, on the socials in terms of him. He's been a fullback throughout the year for the Crusaders, but with him playing so well on the wing, you're saying it's doing him injustice, mate, because he's so good at, at, at both positions. I, I enjoy him on the wing. I, I said that on uh, Saturday night when I was mm. yarning away over the game, and I just think his ability to pop up anywhere, um, as you saw in the game, um, mm. didn't really matter if he was playing on the left, uh, on the right wing, or uh, at fullback. And his time obviously come at at fullback somewhere along the line. But I remember back in the days, and I wasn't as good a fullback as him. But I remember I was a fullback in. I managed to play a couple of good games on the wing for the All Blacks, and I couldn't get off it. Um, so he's done the fall to that poke probably. Yeah, that's that's dead right, CJ. Look, he's a he's a natural footballer. Um, and this, just he sees space, mate, like like no other player out there on the football field. A couple of times watching it live there and seeing him drift around, uh, he just sort of gets into places and then that, that spark, that speed that he's got off the mark, it catches everyone out. Yeah, Kimpy, that's right. He's, um, he, he reminds me of an old school uh, fullback. Um, you know, like the more of the penetrator got a, an eye for where the ball's going to be, not necessarily the playmaking ones that we have or some of them these days. And he just kind of know where to, knows where to step up and where the ball or the opportunity is going to be. And he seems to always be there. And it's just his quickness um, to beat people just by having that little bit of speed and uh, always holding the ball in two hands, which um, helps as well. So he's just um, he's playing awesome rugby and he's just such a threat. See, the, the kicking game, I was talking to you over the weekend, and when you're placing uh, South Africa, particularly from the back three's point of view, you're constantly working on high balls. But there hasn't been a, a shift in saying, oh, well, they're testing us at our high ball. Why don't we flip it around and test them, mate? And we saw early signs and some gains there. Will Jordan, Mark Talia chasing the ball down and putting the pressure on them in terms of high ball receipt? Yeah, love it. Um, and I remember back in... Our days, when I say back in our days, it wasn't that long ago. But, um, <laughs> man, I, I would always try to get up there and get the ball. It was just it was something to do. And I think people have gone away from it a little bit more and they stay down low and they wait for the opposition to catch the ball and then they try and tackle them. So to actually see them, you know, putting them up in the air and, and actually contesting in the air. Because back when we played, you know, Zerika were awesome at putting the ball up in the air, great kickers, and then they chase hard and they put you under pressure. But they weren't the best at catching their high balls anyway so for the All Blacks to go and do that and, and really just commit to it it's awesome and again it, it stops South Africa from being that line speed that we saw for the 20 minutes after half time where they kind of got their game going but if you've got a good kicking game, high ball, long all those kicks to the edges that they were doing, it's hard to get set and hard to bring line speed and I thought the All Blacks game, the way that they played was was just outstanding Mate, you, you've been a big part of uh, bringing the Lions big uh, defensively to NZ. We saw what it did for you in 2016 with the Hurricanes. Didn't have a try scored against you in the playoffs. Like, uh, how do how do you nullify that? Like, uh, did you see enough from the All Blacks' plan, particularly in that 20 minutes after halftime? I thought they had to step back in, particularly when the ball got to 10. They weren't able to get that ball in the second receiver. Did you see enough to say that they can counter that? Yeah, well, they... They're under the pump in that, that 20 minutes after half time because 
the Springboks really got physical and they brought the line speed and you could see us starting to put pressure on the All Blacks, but the ability to continue to hold on to the ball and then the opportunities came um, on the edges a little bit later was, I guess, a bit of testament to the character that the All Blacks were, were playing with in that game. But you're right, line speed, if, if you let it keep coming at you, they can hit you behind the game line, they can keep getting set and slow your ruck down and come again. You're going to have a hard day playing rugby. But I thought the, the speed, the skill set of what the All Blacks were trying to do, and if you continue to get fast ball, you don't allow the defence to get set, it's hard for them to come forward connectively or together and, and smack you. You know, they're normally coming in ones and twos and, and that's when you can find little weaknesses. And um, You can't always bring line speed. You know, people are getting too good at still um, in rugby these days. So you've got to be smart on on when and where and how on the field. Um, but it, it does put you under pressure skill-wise. Skill yeah, one of one of the things I noticed C, was when I was there that they moved them around quite a lot. So they got stood next to players that they didn't really want to uh, be next to. Hence why Will Jordan went through it. Mate, I thought their tight five, especially in that first 20 minutes, defensively were very good uh, stopping them on the ad line. But also in their set um, set plays, you know, the scrum was good, the line out was good. How do you think they went? Yeah, I thought, and when you play South Africa, massive humans. And you probably and you know that they're going to be physical, and in the collision area they're going to be massive. Set piece they're going to be massive. So the All Blacks would have known that, and then they said, "Look, if we can, we can be physical and dynamic in those areas. Set piece we can hold our own, and we let our skill set take care of the rest. We're in here with a good day." And I thought set piece wise, the breakdown, the collision area, the All Blacks were quite good, and then the skill set was just unbelievable on top of that. So if you can get those. Teams win competitions because their set piece, they've got a great set piece. They can rely on their defence, and if you win collisions, well, you're going to be pretty bloody hard to stop, aren't you? And I thought the All Blacks, for most part of that game, uh, were quite good in all those areas. Any concerns? That anything that stands out from from a coaching perspective that maybe you'd like to, um, you know, work on going forward against Australia? Well, who knows what Aussie's going to bring, aren't they? So. It's going to be interesting for them, but I think the the important important thing is that they just keep building on on what they're doing here because there's going to be times going forward in these next few games and then into the World Cup where they they will drop some ball, they won't win the collisions, and the pressure will be on them. So it's I guess it's how they continue to build and not get flustered too much because it's going to happen. Um, but you saw in that 20 minutes after half time where they were under the pump a little bit and they were dropping the ball a little bit and uh, getting, getting whacked behind the game line. They didn't, they didn't lose their confidence. And it's important that when that happens going forward, um, they don't lose their confidence and they continue to play their game because uh, if they do, well, it's going to be a good year, isn't it? Should be, mate. Should be. Hey, Corey, um, Bowden Barrett's not had a great season for the Blues, but thought that was probably his best game of 2023 um, on Saturday night. What did, what did you make of it? And is fullback now his best position in the All Blacks? Yeah, I think it is. Um, yeah, a bit more time to, to run around. And he's played 400 billion games too. So, you know, you've got to expect <laughs> the legs are a little bit tired. And, you know, I think the one thing, you know, he doesn't run into the collisions like he used to. I think, you, but the older you get, you know, your body gets smacked around a bit. You don't want to get hit too many more times. And that's one thing that, 
he probably doesn't do as much as he used to. But, you know, when you get into the All Blacks, everyone should be able to do their job. So it makes it easier for you to do your job. And that's where you're seeing Bowden or Bodie able to do that and, and pull the strings that are needed to be pulled. And when you get to Super Rugby, and if you're a quality athlete like he is, sometimes you've got to look after a few other players around you, and, and that probably didn't help him. So now he's able to just do his role, and do his role really, really good, and everyone else is doing their role, and you play some good rugby. After that performance from Richie Moonga and um, Damien D-Max performance against Argentina, is there still a debate? Are we still trying to find our, our 10 to take us to the World Cup? No, we're not. Richie will be the 10. I think mm-hmm. he's just unbelievable. But I think the battle becomes at fullback, and that's where the the Bodie and the uh, DMAC will try to battle for that position a bit more. And then who's going to become the backup ten? Um, because you're not going to have all three of them in the 23, are you? So I think Richie going forward will be the number one. But you know who's going to be in that fullback role slash backup ten? It's going to be the the interesting debate over the next few games, I reckon. Hey, Richie, you talk about Dad's Army winning. Uh, CJ, you talk about Dad's Army winning the the World Cup. They, you know, over the years, it's been the older players that get through those World Cups to win it. Now, after the weekend, one of the thoughts that I had walking out of the ground was it was such. You just talked about the collision, such a hefty game collision wise. Do you think? If you think of it in that sense, when you're coming up against France, Ireland and South Africa, if we're playing that style of football, that we've got the backup to help us get through those games? Yeah, well, I think the All Blacks have picked... You look at all their forwards. I mean, apart from an Ardy, maybe a Frizzell a little bit, there's not much X factor. You know, there's guys that are actually just want to go and smack into things and, and try and win collisions. You know, they've gone away from the Hoskins and the Kieran and all that who had more X factor and mm. they didn't want those players they wanted guys that actually can go out there and win collisions and they enjoy that part so it was good to see in the weekend and again it's going to be like that going forward but I think the, the guys that they've, they've picked uh, are accustomed to getting smacked and going into those collision areas so it, it might help them going forward in terms of you know, not breaking down and, and getting injured so well fingers crossed there was a bit of a, a comment that came through the, the text machine this morning. Um, see, just on Adi Savia, probably didn't have the impact with ball in hand that many were, were hoping. So they were thinking potentially the size difference. But for you, is it a concern that Adi was aim, able to have the runs, the impact that he was able to have? And with Sam Kane out, would you like to see him take over that seven position? Uh, no, see, I, I, like him at, I like him at eight. And I think Dalton, whilst he hasn't had the best season super rugby wise um, he's more than capable of, of playing seven and look Artie probably didn't jump off your screen uh, like he normally does but when you got Shannon Frizzell standing on the side uh, at six and he has absolutely dominated the game didn't he mm. and so for, he probably took a little bit more of the limelight so you can't d- jump off the screen every game and it's important yeah. that I guess in that loose four trio that if somebody's doing his job really really well Shannon was unbelievable, that Artie and Sam came in that first half, were able to just compliment him. You know, you don't have to try and do too much. And that's what I think we need to understand in, in this New Zealand team is that, yeah, they didn't jump off the screen, but they're probably working their ass off anyway. Oh, can't say that, can I? But um, <laughs> too probably, late. Working their, probably working their booty off. Sorry, guys. Um, 
You know, so it's actually not too bad. <laughs> I love it, mate. It wouldn't have been a Corey Jane interview without a, a wee little saying like that, my good mate. Tay Cookley, what are you up to? What are you up to for the, the holidays? You had a little break with the kids? You get away? I don't know if it's a little break with the kids. No, they just stay at home and sit on technology and don't want to do anything all, all day. And I had a few netball <laughs> tournaments with my daughter, and at the moment, it's the worst day of uh, time of the day because I'm trying to get them ready for school and... They're lazy and they just argue and um, yeah, great fun, man. Great fun. <laughs> All right, school holidays over, so you'll be breathing a sigh of relief, brother. Hey, appreciate your time, Siege. The OG bomb squad. A message coming through from Patty. Morning, boys. Have you seen on South African rugby Twitter that they are calling their back three the bomb squad? Are they twelve years too late for that? Please. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Please, the OG master himself. So I can't get that memory out of 2011 against Australia when you dominated the year. CJ, appreciate your call, brother, and uh, all the hey. best, and we'll catch up soon, bro. Take care, guys. Uh, Corey Jane, good man. Ooh. Always a good chat. That was, that was actually really, really good and insightful. You know that part? Mm. Um, where he's talk, talking about, about getting guys that are used to the collision and not picking them uh, because of the flair. <laughs> Just, yeah. mate, penny drop. I was like, man, that is so right, because that's exactly how they played on the weekend got their bodies in, in front and just stopped those big South Africans and then just kept changing them out. Let's get someone else on there to do that. He must have been having a chat to Jace Ryan. He wants tough buggers that can go in there and do the hard yards, and uh, you saw signs of that. People being tough and just absolutely nailing roles. So appreciate Corey Jane joining us, talking All Blacks. Uh, remember, and here you go, a big announcement for SENZ. Tune in to Smithy. At 11 a.m. this morning, we have a huge announcement coming up, so stay tuned for that. We'll shoot away. We've got plenty of messages on the Temper Bedpost text machine, double eight, double three. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Morena, guys. What a great weekend of sport. And you haven't even mentioned the ABSB team in Japan. Yes, that is right. 41-27 over Japan for our All Blacks 15. And Billy Proctor. Four tries, the 8th minute, the 29th minute, the 37th minute, and 51st minute from Billy Proctor. Four try, Blitz over there, so well done to the All Blacks 15. Two wins over Japan, so uh, awesome work. And uh, we're going to, a couple of messages here. Izzy, how do you feel about Bowden at fullback? They're obviously going to persist with that, and Jordan was able to stick, uh, still make a big impact from the wing, and that is from Roy. I think Corey Jane covered that perfectly, eh? When you've got Richie, Richie at the helm, and having a performance like that against a big team, we haven't probably seen it in the black jersey from Richie, and him putting in a clinic like that, the battle for 15 now is between Bowden Barrett and DMAC. And if DMAC is going to have an opportunity, with Bowden being at the back, he needs to be able to cover all positions. Bowden Barrett, I'm happy with him at the back. I think in the last couple of games, he's had two absolute um, awesome performances and probably well solidified his position at the back and then Will Jordan playing outstanding on the wing. My only flip side is uh, where's Will Jordan's head at? He didn't travel to Argentina because of the long travel because he still has migraine issues. Now he's got to travel to France. Do you send him over there four weeks early to acclimatise and, and get him settled in, Kempi? Or does he just fly over with the team? 
he has to be there, and if if he's there, then he starts on the wing with Bowden at the back. But um, look, I'm, I was I was calling for Will Jordan to play fullback, but um, with Bodie having such classy performances at the back, I'm settled on it. I would still I would still give Will Jordan a crack at fullback. You know, like I he'll think, get a crack over there. I, I think mm. when you when you look at him and the way that he plays, and talking to CJ, I, I tend to agree with him. Like you know, he's a better fullback because of the style of football that he plays. He gets limited op- uh, opportunities on the wing and turns them into gold. Imagine if he had it more often at, in that fifteen jersey. Do they go Bowden Dmac in the next game at, at fifteen? I think I think if they're going to look at Dmac, what CJ said, they have to put him in against Australia to have a look at him at fifteen. But then you've got that problem of carrying a ten on the bench. You know, so does Dmac go to ten? Bowden go back to fullback? These are just all the, I guess, the questions that the the selectors and the coach have to have to sort of answer. And it looks like they're probably settled on Will Jordan. I still think, is he like, a, and I've mm. and I stuck to that. Will Jordan is our best fullback. You know, and mm. he just he, he yeah, I <laughs> agree. CJ's hit it. Like he wanted to play fullback, went on the wing, played that well that he's stuck there. I think Will Jordan's mm. that person. You know, I would yeah. give him more opportunity. Yeah, I, agree. I, I think in a World Cup. You got to give the best players the ball more, and Will Jordan needs the ball more. And with um, Bowden playing so well, they can only have one uh, player playing ten because he can cover fullback. So that allows them to bring on a centre with Braden Enor covering Caleb Clark. So yeah, it's a bit of a, a headache for them at the moment. But um, yeah, Will Jordan. Uh, look, I hear what you're saying in terms of fullback, um, but when you're playing wing. Took it because I've played both. I, I just loved it because you just you take that pressure off you having to make the decision when to the pass, whether to kick. You could pop up in, in any area, but we're on the wing. You can just roam. You can roam. You can just nail your job, which is high ball defensively in the line. Um, look, they've got a few selection headaches, but it's a good problem to have, isn't it, Ricardo? A great problem to have. Great problem to have. Mm. And I, you know, once again, and I don't want to put a negative on a positive spin, but. Tell you what, there'd be a bunch of Redcliffe Dolphins fans being very, very happy about the way things are tracking <laughs> at the moment because it's hard to see how they get Sean Stevenson into the mix when you've got so many fullback and wing options. I mean, like you know, mm. if, I mean, unless something happens to someone, and uh, you hope it doesn't, it's hard to see him making it. Uh, and he's missed yeah. two games. Like he's missed two games of the the New Zealand fifteen too, isn't he, over in Japan? So mm. Shooter Stevenson, you know, is one. Of, it's like he's not going to get a chance. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the questions week in, week out are being answered. Bodie steps up. Okay, D-Mac now. D-Mac gets a crack in it. Where does Shooter Stevenson fit? Mm. Well, that's the same with Del McLeod too. He made the All Blacks a while back. Tamaiti Williams getting his debut to become All Black 12-0-9. But Del McLeod probably going to be the guy that's just going to miss out. Maybe David Harvilli coming back. you got Anton Leonard-Brown. The midfield ranks are stacked at the moment. We've got Paulie Moati coming up, lads. We're going to be talking TAB. We'll get our choices, flooring, poll results. I wonder if many got paid. I missed out. Wade Egan, yet 80 minutes to score a try. Come on! Here's Karen with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Yes, welcome back. Thank you, Karen, for the news update. Remember, 11 a.m., huge announcement, big announcement coming through on Smithy's show. So stay tuned for that. You won't be disappointed. And we're going to have a catch-up with Paulie Mawati. Bet live on your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Plenty of tries yesterday. Same game multi would have been everyone's cup of tea. It was mine. 
and I still couldn't get paid, Paulie Mawate. You were one of the few that didn't get paid then, uh, Izzy, because, boy, oh boy. I thought I thought it, it might have been a good night for us when uh, Nico Hines touched down first uh, mm. in that match, but then it was um, pretty much one-way traffic, and, yeah, just about every single Warrior scored, except for Wade Egan. Um, the, yeah, the, the same-game multis um, were huge for punters uh, last night. Um, the the head to head, the thirteen and over, mm. we just got absolutely smashed by punters. They they really got stuck into the Warriors, and they've already got stuck into them um, for this week's game, the Friday night <laughs> game uh, against the uh, Raiders, where they are quite warm favourites as well. The Warriors, they're a dollar forty four. The Raiders two seventy. Money's already been lumped on the Wars at the dollar forty four, and they're also taking them thirteen and over as well. Um, so, yeah, the the faithful are back. They love the Warriors, and why not? Because that was a huge, a huge performance by the Wars uh, on the weekend to put away, well, a team that ha- has been inside the top four for quite a while now. Um, but they just showed that they're, they're the real deal, the Warriors. They look very, very good. And the boys have brought them in to $12 to win the... Grand Final 2023. Oh, double header. So you would have got an absolute smashing over the weekend. Anyone get paid on the ABs as well? Yes, plenty got paid on the ABs as well, is there? <laughs> yes. 13 and over. We left that. To be fair, the early money was on the spring box, and um, that forced the bookies to move um, a significant amount, actually. I, I think we. I think they opened up at around 370, 380, the spring box, and um, about an hour or so out from kickoff, I think they were into about 270. So there's a whole load of money came for them um, in the lead-up to the uh, test match, but there was some late money. Those uh, those punters waiting for the All Blacks to drift out to a backable price, and then they jumped on just before kickoff, and then once the game started, a whole lot of punters started seeing that this, uh, this All Blacks team was full of beans, ready to go, um, and then we took a lot of live money on the All Blacks. So, yeah, a great day for Kiwi punters, great day for Kiwi, a uh, great weekend for Kiwi sport. Um, and so, yeah, there's a bit of money that's flowing out the door, not to you, Izzy, but to a whole lot of other Kiwi punters. <laughs> yeah, Wade Egan, come on, Wade Egan, get over, mate. I was just hoping he was going to be greedy and dummy half and just dummy to a runner outside him, but he didn't. He distributed very well. Well, it's a big week in terms of women's sport. we got the FIFA World Cup kicking off this Thursday. New Zealand taking on Norway. Yeah, that's right. And um, the football ferns, they're significant outsiders. Of course, they had that warm-up match against Vietnam um, last week, um, and it was a good result for them. But prior to that, I think they'd only scored two goals in their last 10 matches. Um, so hopefully the home crowd uh, up there in Auckland can give them a wee bit of boost. The boys have got them at $10 to beat Norway. Uh, the Norwegians $1.22. The draws at $5.50. Mm. Of course, later on on Thursday night over in Australia, the Matildas open their campaign. They're $1.22 favourites against the Republic of Ireland. Ireland at $10. The draws at uh, $5. Um, plenty of support for the Matildas, um, who are a realistic chance of actually uh, winning the World Cup, having it here in their own backyard. 
um, and they're on our fifth line of betting at $10. The favourites, of course, are the American women, who are the current champions, um, and they're looking to go, I think, um, for a three-peat here. They're $3.50. They've been the most popular team in that outright market for the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Um, England, um, who, of course, the European champions, they're the second favourites at $5. Uh, the Spaniards are $6, and then the Germans at $7.50. Um, the French have drifted slightly, I think, out to $12, but the Australians are right up there in terms of support from punters. They're $10 to win the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Yeah, the Germans oh, are worth a nudge at that too, mate. Do. The Germans, I'm surprised they're there because they're second in the world and they've got a pretty easy group. They should walk their group. Oh, I'm glad Ricardo's here. I knew we'd get an injection of intelligence just when we needed it. <laughs> Jeez, if you're relying on me for an injection of intelligence, you're in trouble, Paulie. Just tell us who you got. Just tell us who you got, Paulie, so we can stay off. Who are you stopping? <laughs> oh, go the Matildas. <laughs> Sold out too. Sold out. Eighty thousand fans going out to that game on the week uh, before the weekend. So good to hear. Thank you, Paul. Anything else before we let you go, brother? Um, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll see if I can find something for you midweek just to boost up your bank rolls for the weekend because we've got a big weekend coming. Out. Of course, starting on Thursday night with the opening of the uh, FIFA Women's World Cup. Uh, but yeah, Warriors again oh, taking on the Raiders. Already beaten them this season. We'll do it again, surely. We did the bl- we've done the Cronulla Sharks twice. Surely the boys do the Raiders twice as well. Looking forward to it. Beautiful. Watch and bet live on your favourite sports and racing at tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. That was Paulie Moati for your Monday morning. Let's get to our choices flooring poll results with Rick Dahl. Yeah, a design and visualise create a perfect floor with room view. Thanks to Choices Flooring. Here it is. What was your performance of the weekend? I'll tell you what, there's been one winner, one big winner, and that is the Warriors. 50% of the votes have gone the Warriors. 39% the All Blacks. 7% Carlos Alcaraz. And 1% Hayden Wild. There you go. That, that's the uh, result of that Choices Flooring poll. Discover your signature style and enjoy a virtual design experience with Choices Flooring's room view. Beautiful. And just on the Warriors, stay tuned because Kempi's Warriors quality moment is coming up. Yes, welcome back. It's time to hear Kempi's Warriors quality moment brought to you by Grain Court Feeds, your trusted partner for quality dairy feed options. Kempi, what well, do you got? Mate, there's a, there's a few yesterday. Mitchie Barnett, I thought Josh Curran, but I'm going to give it to Sean Johnson, and he's just one of the reasons why. Egan from dummy half again. He's going to go right. Johnson. Johnson, line ball, and here's Rocco Berry. What a pass from Sean Johnson. The Warriors man in the number seven steps up again big time as Rocco Berry strolls over the Sharks line. They've got try number two. And had a big week, didn't he, with the, with the introduction of his new daughter, you know, for the last couple of weeks. Is he in? Is he out? Well, he was in, I'll tell you what, and he was on Sean Johnson kicking a 40-20, setting up 
first the first three try assists and that ball to Rocco Berry after giving it to Josh Curran to get smashed and set that up was exactly where the spoke is this year as far as game management was. I thought it was probably his best half of uh, half of football this year. They ran at ninety percent completions, forty from forty four, and when you're running at that uh, that hot, you've got to look at your manager, Sean Johnson, absolutely on fire is he. He's so good, isn't he? And the lines and the brave lines that the players are running outside Sean Johnson. Our right edge, Kempi. 14 tries for Dylan Wataniza Lesniak compared to the left edge. Is there any concerns that, you know, you know, how do we get our left edge firing the same as our right edge? Our right edge is absolutely class at the moment. Yeah, it's like he's, I think he's sitting second on the ladder at the moment, uh, Dylan. With uh, tries at the, I think he's one behind Sevo. Um, mm. Look, I think he's got more in it. I think he's got more in it to, uh, for the season to go. There's still six rounds to go, um, and he would, you mate, you'd be against the teams that they're playing against. He'd be a fool to back mm. against them not scoring tries. And the form that Sean Johnson, I tell you, the form, the, the halves. When you listen to Luke Metcalf talk about Sean Johnson going to Cronulla and, and having that caliber player there while he was there. Now they're really hitting their straps. That, oh, did you see that kick when he put through the line, Sean Johnson, yesterday? Luke Metcalf got to it too quickly. Yeah. Everyone mm. knew it was offside by a pinch. But it's scary that they're that close to getting it right too as a halves combination. I think they've still got uh, their best football in front of them. And here's another message from Ted. Great game yesterday. I heard a couple of times during the week that the Sharkies don't have a good record against the top eight teams. Have a concern with our defensive pattern of Pompey and Matoya's side last night. Overall, I think the Sharkies got frustrated last night, Ted from Underrewa. Is there concerns Pompey Montoya's left edge? Oh, look, I think Adams like started the season really well. He's having a little bit of a patch at the moment. He's got, obviously, contract um, negotiations going on. I don't think they keep them. I said that yesterday. I don't think they keep Adam. I think he's going to be offered some good money to go elsewhere. The Warriors won't offer him that much, having signed Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. So the sooner they can sort that out, the better for them running into the semis. But... Um, I think every edge has problems at this level. And and just to answer Ted's question, the, the Cronulla Sharks haven't been a top eight season this year. That's a worry. Yeah, I'm hearing you, Kempe. And just uh, one more before you shoot off. Hi, guys. The NRL website has a ladder predictor where you can put it in who you will think will win each game. I've done it, and I have us finishing fourth. Give it a go, Kempe. That's from Jamie from Wanaka. Fourth. Four, I hope... I hope they do finish fourth. Jamie, I reckon if they win the game against Canberra going into the bye, given the fact that they've still got a, a, um, a two points up the hand, and, and I've just gone through that with uh, with Izzy in the last hour, I actually think they finish the last five games not losing a game. So I think they're well and truly set in the fourth. They can get past Canberra this way. This is, this is arguably their biggest game of the year. If there's anything to maybe put a blight on the game, is this one of them, Kempi? Great effort from the Wars. No, Royce Hunt, Reece Hunt, Royce Hunt, Braden Hamlin, Ulele, and Dale Finucane for the Sharks, though. Still means we're yet to beat a top tier pack. Well, I'll tell you what, no Manata no Kore, no Tomorrow Martin, no Jazz Tavaga um, to go on. Look, you, you get what you get dealt this time of the year, and you're never going to get your full team out there on the pitch. Um, when we get up to that top four, that's the that's the problem, isn't it? Because we've been beaten when we have been beaten in the middle of the park. And I think mm. the middle of the park 
really needs to knuckle down and get the job done over the next seven weeks. It'd be good good for them to go into the finals and every other team looking over the shoulder saying, well, what's Adam Fenua Blake going to do with Tuu Harris, Jazz Tavaga, Dills Walker off the bench and Marata Noa Kore and Mitch Barnett belting people across the park. So um, I still think they can get better, is he? Don't worry about the All Blacks or Warriors, Kimpy. New Plymouth Old Boys Club champs in Taranaki once again. White, 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 old boys <laughs> forever from copper. chop. <laughs> I don't care, mate. At least it's not too copper. And uh, you, guys, you, guys, you guys got the most money, so of course you're winning down there. Ooh. <laughs> oh, Kimpy. Oh, they don't they, pay they, at club level. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Now I've heard it all. The Crusaders of the oh. Taranaki Rugby Com, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take all their players from Clifton. <laughs> oh, mate. A car doesn't count. And free petrol, is it getting paid? Oh, I don't know. Oh. And groceries. Get home from training. There's a, there's a jet ski parked <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> oh, so good. All right, lads. We're going to shoot off because we've got Smithy who has a big announcement coming up at 11am this morning. Maybe we can get a cryptic clue out of Smithy coming up. Yes, welcome back. It's been a big show. Plenty of messages and debate coming through the text machine, double eight, double three. It's now time to cross over to the Hawks Bay and have a catch up with Ian Smith. And I don't know if you can see Kempi Smithy, but he's practicing his golf swing. Well, what do you reckon? Or oh, was that a cricket That's bat? my cricket. That's doing? not my golf swing. That's my well, facing facing the cricket. Sort it out. Well, if, you can't, if you can't tell us, he's in trouble. Either way. He's <laughs> in big trouble, Smithy. Help him out. I thought you were sort of, I don't know, it looked a bit more like croquet to me. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, body line, no chance. Wouldn't get through this, Smithy. <laughs> Couldn't get round it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Smithy always oh, coming I'll, through. I'll tell, you what, I'll tell you what, Smithy, I'd love you at wicketkeeper and me at batting. Jeez, we'd have some fun with the banter. We sure would. It wouldn't, hey, wouldn't. You'd have to get all your good shots out very early, mate, because you wouldn't be there long. <laughs> oh, oh perfect. Hey, Smithy, um, yes. last week you had your, your golf pundit on picking a winner. Did he pick Rory McIlroy to win the Scottish Open? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I'd, I'd have to go back into the archives to uh, perhaps look at that. Because I know he's picked but... four straight. He's, he's gone, yeah, he's gone very, uh, a, a number of, he went to Southgate, a number of, you've got to look at his roughies to finish in the top 20 or something, they, they're very good, but we, we're going to have him on again this week, of course, the, the Open Championship this weekend, mm. um, is he at uh, Royal Liverpool, so uh, he's certainly coming back into the show uh, this week to fine-tune our thoughts going forward to the next major, mate. Beautiful, what looking forward to it, Ryan Fox, Dan Hillier, I know, what do you got today? What have you got today, Smithy? Where do you start? Well, well big announcement. We're speaking to, speaking to sideline Sam, uh, which is uh, Jeff Wilson these days, of course. We're speaking to him uh, about uh, what happened at the weekend where we're talking to uh, Monty Beatham about the Warriors. Uh, and we'll have a special guest just after 11 o'clock, which we will incorporate with our major announcement coming up. So there you go, gentlemen. And Give I'll, us a cryptic say, clue, please. Because yeah, you're the cryptic I don't crossword. Think, okay, here we go. The cryptic clue is... I don't think it's going to impact either yourself, Kempi, or Ricardo. There you go. Why is that? Well, work it out. Work it out, man. Okay. What work don't we know out. about? You remember me? <laughs> you remember me, Smithy? You, you seen me? You seen me go to Mahi in that chosen area? Yeah, I've been all over there. But I, I, I don't know. I don't think 
when you look at your day-to-day activities, right, <laughs> this is going to have any impact on what you do. Okay, okay. There you That's go. That's the cryptic what side of why an impact me and Kempi? And Ricardo. I beg to differ. <laughs> and Ricardo, okay.